Welcome to Please Bet on Football Games. Welcome to your first New York edition of Please Bet on Football Games. That's right, I've moved from Los Angeles to New York. This is Joe, Keeper of the Real, at B-M-A-D-F-T-S. Yeah, I get confused with it sometimes too. And this is my co-host, Alex. Happy to be back, Joe. I have stayed in Chicago this whole time when you've been nomading around the country. So same uh, same old for me, but you can find me at I underscore like underscore sports six. So Joe, we ended up uh, having another okay week. Not great, but we ended positive. Pod picks turned out what? Plus one and a half? Plus 0.55 after adding in the Cleveland debacle. We got we got pulled in. We got pulled in by the weather and the coach thing. I was we sold a bag stayed, of goods. We should have stayed with the initial thought and stayed away from Cleveland on the uh, week where they had that many injuries playing a apparently very good Cardinals. And we'll get into that a little bit later, but very good seems a stretch. Um, personally, I did all right. I think I made about 1800 bucks. Thank God for the primetime games because Sunday night and Monday night cashed me. Yeah, I didn't do quite as well, probably because I didn't follow your lead and bet on the Monday night game, but I ended up plus 0.376 units, so positive by just a little bit, but I'm mainly in this to fight another week. So, all right, but looking to uh, get a little better in this week seven card. Uh, word of warning, because I do live in Manhattan now, uh, there are going to be noises in the background, and that's just going to happen sometimes, because... Apparently in New York, people really enjoy laying on their horns for no fucking reason whatsoever. It's amazing. And I live right by the Lincoln Tunnel, so it happens a lot. The movies are true. People are just honking all the time. And Have not you very told nice. anyone I'm walking here yet? Uh, no, but I got, um, I stopped while we were picking up some furniture, and I got a guy saying, that's a really weird spot to leave your furniture, as I stopped at the corner to check my directions. So uh, my girlfriend almost fought him. She's going to have fun there, huh? Oh, oh, it's going to be perfect for her. She's a very calm person. Anyhow, I think that because things are chaotic and we still can't figure out how to put a pot out on time, we should just skip the segments because that was a shitty fucking week of football. Yeah, even though we ended up positive, it didn't really feel good. It also wasn't um, good football. Like there were, I only graded three games and I did not see one above average quarterback. Yeah, it was a lot of... You know, not close games. There were a couple of ones that came down to the wire. But for the most part, it was a lot of blowouts or games that were just really ugly. Yeah, it it wasn't very fun to bet on. It wasn't very fun to watch. Did you do specific breakdowns that you wanted to talk about? Man, I watched Patriots versus Cowboys. Both of those quarterbacks were right on that Dak line, appropriately enough, because one of the quarterbacks was Dak. And Dak dacked hard. 23% positive plays, 23% negative plays, 52% cheap plays for a 0.5 slugging rating. Wow, that is just that is a perfect deck. game. That is pure deck boiled on a spoon right in your fucking arteries. And uh, Mac Jones was very similar, although it, it was Mac Jones's best game. Largely Improvement because, coming on? No. It was mostly just uh, Micah Parsons needs to go back to defensive end because he's a rare combination of terrible in coverage and completely lost trying to tackle in space. And then I know Trevon Diggs gets all these fucking fluky interceptions. And like if a ball bounces off a hand and isn't caught, 
Travon Diggs always seems to be there, but it's Minka Fitzpatrick shit. He is burnt to a crisp on every other route, and it's just a matter of does the quarterback get it there? And sometimes Mac Jones doesn't, and sometimes he does. Yeah, Trevin uh, Diggs seems like the the ultimate gambler. That that's why he gets burned on a lot of routes. On top of he's not super fast, which is why he has to gamble a little bit. I was gonna but say, but he's either smart enough or good enough or whatever that he's right a lot so far this year. I don't know if it's so much that he's gambling so much as he's just getting burnt, and if you leave the ball behind, he's gonna get it. Because three of his picks have been on deflections, and he was beaten badly on all three of those routes. And that's half his picks, and I haven't seen the other ones. So, I don't know. What I do know is this Broncos versus Browns game is going to be utter chaos. I don't even know if I want to watch it. I'm I'm going to watch it because I have to. My fandom is too ingrained in me to not. But I'm dreading this game. I, I'm not betting on it. There's there's no world in which I bet on it because we have two teams that are just floundering and really beat up right now. The Browns especially beat up. I mean, we're we're getting a Case Keenum versus Teddy Bridgewater game in what is a what is looking to be rain on the lakefront. It's not going to be pretty. The Browns potentially don't have their top two running backs. Well, we know they don't have their top two running backs, and they potentially don't have their top two tackles on top of already not having their third tackle. It's uh, it's going to be ugly. I'm going to – I would bet the Broncos win this game simply because they at least have their starters for the most part. See, I would take that action. You think the Browns are going to win? You, you gonna, think Case Keenum is going to pull it off? I think I'm going to bet on the Browns. Really? You, you are a braver man than I am. All right, I got a few things here. First of all, they are on offensive tackles four and possibly five or possibly one. I personally think Conklin plays, but – even if he doesn't, Blake Hance is better than Hubbard was. And so far this year, he's better than Jedrick Wills has been all year. Now, Jedrick Wills has been hurt. But even last year, Jedrick Wills is just okay. And finally, that doesn't fucking matter because Blake Hance is just a decent offensive tackle. He's solid. So if I've got a solid... Hey, he's not the one I worry about, though. No. He's fine. Yeah. There's but when you on get to side. offensive tackle number five, Mr. Yeah, James if, Hudson... If James Hudson plays... James Hudson is a... How the fuck did the analytics tell uh, Sashi Jr. to draft a six foot two defensive tackle that plays offensive tackle for one year and not well in the fourth round? Was it? It might have been earlier. I don't know. Um, no, you're right. Schwartz the third. It was a fourth round. Apparently, it was a Bill Callahan pick. They think that he's a ball of clay they can mold because he's nasty and he's strong. I know when I, I look for balls of clay, I look for short, undersized, non-athletic, short-armed uh, group of five school prospects that didn't stand out there. Mm. Yeah. yeah, I mean, I'm not, I wasn't huge on the pick either, but regardless, he should not be playing right now. I don't think they ever planned on him playing, but when you have the number of injuries that they do between Hubbard out, uh, Alex Harris is out, Michael Dunn's out then the starters are out. So you have none of your backups that would have been in front of him. Yeah. No, Not he's that Nick gotta, Harris would ever play tackle, but. He's got to play and he's going to play poorly when he plays. If Conklin's in or Wills comes back, either way, I think the Browns offensive line is an asset in this game. If not, it's weak, but the offensive line wasn't quite the problem against Arizona anyways. Like it held up okay. And I don't think that Denver's defensive line is very good. I think their edges are kind of, not good like you might want to replace either of those edges in chubb and von miller and that's assuming they're healthy and they're not so chubb's out 
Bones has been on IR for a while. Exactly. So I don't think that Denver is going to really produce pressure. I also don't think that the downgrade from Baker Mayfield to Case Keenum is that huge. And here's why. Now, everybody knows I love Baker Mayfield, but everybody knows I also hate Kevin Stefanski because he refuses to use Baker Mayfield. Case Keenum's a good backup quarterback, and he's better than some starters in the NFL. I'd, ha- I'd take Case Keenum over Mac Jones right now. Fucking sign me up. So if you're giving me a coach that doesn't like to use his quarterback and you're giving me a good backup quarterback, the difference isn't that huge between him and Baker Mayfield not healthy, especially in the rain. They're going to be all the more encouraged to run the ball. And I know what everybody's about to say, but Joe, there's no chunt. That's okay. Because running backs, even good ones like Chubb and Hunt don't fucking matter. I think that you're going to see... Demetric Felton get plenty of balls in space. I think he'll get like five to 15 touches, probably 10. And I think that he'll produce fairly well. And then what's his name? Is it Dearness Johnson? Mm-hmm. Dearness Johnson's going to go for a hundred yards. Because Dearness Johnson. Really? You think he hits a hundred? He has one thing that neither of Chunt have. What's that? Speed. He can run fast. He is very fast. I think that's the only thing that separates good and bad running backs in good schemes with good offensive lines. Because the hole's going to be there. It's the entire edge of the offensive line. And the offensive line is going to seal it off because as bad as Hudson is, he's okay in the run game. So I believe that the Browns are going to be able to run. I think the Broncos are a decent run defense, but really their strength is in the secondary. The Browns will keep it away from that secondary. The Browns defense is better at stopping the run than they are at defending the pass, not because of their personnel, but because it's really hard for Joe Woods to fuck up stuffing the run, whereas he fucks up everything he can whenever he can consistently. So I kind of like the Browns, not enough to override you and make it a pod pick, but don't be surprised if I'm sitting in a bar on 35th Street and decide, fuck it, unit on the Browns. Yeah, I just worry that our defense has not looked good at all the last couple weeks. You know what a great great medicine for that? Hurt Teddy Bridgewater. Hurt Teddy Bridgewater. I I agree with you, but the issue with the Browns is that they play soft coverage and they give easy base looks. And so Teddy will just take those seven-yard throws all day long. If they play him the way that they played Kirk Cousins, and I have a feeling that they will, they'll be fine. Remember, Teddy is worse than you imagine he is, while also being better than you imagine he is, which is why he's the perfect average. Like, he's the true Dak line, maybe a little worse. But I would, I don't think that anybody's scoring more than 10 points in this game. And I think that Demetri, or not Demetri Felton, Dearness Johnson is going to score a touchdown. And I think that, it, yeah. come on, tell me, tell me God isn't going to fucking do this to us. He's going to make the Browns win. And then ESPN's going to come on with the, see, Baker's replaceable. Case Keenum might be better. And then Colin Cowherd is going to, you know, you can't pay Baker Mayfield. And it's no, just- what's going to happen is Case Keenum is going to throw for 12 catches on 170 yards to OBJ with two touchdowns. But the Browns are going to lose by a field goal. And people are still going to do, see, you can't pay Baker. But it's the Browns. And everything is going wrong. So they will still lose. It'll be the worst of all of these situations. I really hope that you heard the dump truck clearly spilling whatever the fuck it has in it just outside my apartment, as you said. But it's the brown. Um, all right. I think we have you eaten... seen most of this season, Joe. Have I, they I think... ever looked as good as they should? No, but that's because their coach is bad. Does that change on Thursday? Yes, because they're playing another bad coach. Because as much as I love Fangio... There's nothing hanging between his legs. Again, this will be a Thursday, 7.30 Eastern time, sitting in a bar waiting for my appetizer. 
getting on my phone and betting this game. It's going to happen. Hey, more power to you. I hope you're right, but I feel like we've spent a lot of time on this game. And it's not even a good one. All right. With that said, we can go to the Sunday games. First off, we have the Atlanta Falcons going to play the Miami Dolphins. The Dolphins are plus two and a half. So we have to bet Atlanta or we have to pass because the Dolphins suck. And Brian Flores is gone. I would I agree with you that it's Atlanta or nothing. I don't know if I'm quite ready to bet on the Falcons giving points away. Like they haven't been horrible, but they haven't been good. Aren't they coming off of a bye? I think they they played in London last week, didn't they? The Dolphins did, not the Falcons. Oh, uh, it's the week before. The Falcons are coming off a bye. The Dolphins are not taking a bye after flying home from London. The Dolphins suck. The Dolphins are poorly coached. This is going to be a battle of who can punt on fourth and short more. I'm going to take. I'm, I might bet on the Falcons. I might. I might. I think writing it down as a maybe. Yeah, I mean, I just I look at their games. You're right. They are they are coming off of a bye, whereas the Dolphins are coming back from London. Mess with their sleep schedule. Plus, they lost to the Jags. They're not happy right now. Or they're talking about good- they're talking about trading for Deshaun Watson. So all the masseuses in Miami are freaking out. It's yeah. It, it, there's a lot of turmoil around the team right now, on top of just losing a lot. So yeah, they're not in a good spot. I just struggle betting on the Falcons because if we look at their games, so they beat the Jets by seven. I'm not really impressed by that. Then they lost to Washington by four, which is fine. Washington's bad to below average team. They beat the Giants by three. They got run by the Bucks. They got run by the Eagles. The funny thing is they beat the second. Okay, the Buccaneers are not an NFL team. They're like a step above that. But they beat the best team that they played outside of Tampa. You think the Giants are better than the Eagles or Washington? Yep. Especially because the Falcons absolutely 99 times out of 100 beat the Redskins in that game. You saw that it came down to a last second. Did he make it? Touchdown. That's bullshit. So Falcons deserve to be a two or three win team. Dolphins deserve to be a one win team. Maybe. Maybe. Maybe a one-win team. Probably not. Patriots fumbled going in for the field goal to win that game. I digress. We've got two bad teams. Doesn't matter if they've won or lost. We've got who's got the better quarterback? It's the Falcons. Who's got the better secondary? It's the Dolphins. But not what we thought it was. Because Byron Jones sucks and is hurt. And then they're fucking around with their safeties way too much and just not playing. They need to play Roe and Brandon Jones and just stick with it. They're cycling through them. They've got no consistency. Their coverages are weird. Flores is getting way too creative with shit. And then Xavier Howard is liable to be just terrible any any random game because he's just so streaky. Calvin Ridley is back, too. Calvin Ridley's back, and we know that Tua can't take advantage of a dead asshole in the secondary. So I don't... Taking advantage of a dead asshole is a fun turn of words that I didn't intend on. Also, this could be a... Uh... A potential early jump in case in the next couple of days, Tua gets traded and then and Deshaun will be able to play. So then you're going to have Brissett coming in on a short week or, you know, not Honestly, knowing that he's the starter. I would rather, I would rather, I think that Brissett's better. I think they're both just nothing. Yeah. I mean, I, I think Brissett probably has less mistakes. What's better, Skyline or what the other star thing that they got? Cincinnati Chili's I, all bad. Yeah. I, I always drove by. I never. Old star. That sounds right. I just know they're they're red and yellow. Yep, and it's it like it, it looks gross because it's not a good red or a good yellow. They're both dingy. Yeah. All right. It, somehow that is worse. 
than Skyline. Well, let's talk about one of the only games I actually have a feeling about. So are we are we we're gonna table the Falcons? You All had right. to hear that haul. That one I did hear. Welcome. We're gonna table the Falcons. I may come back later if we need a fifth pod pick. All right. So for our next game, we have the Carolina Panthers going to play the New York Giants. The Giants are plus three. How appropriate that the Giants are being spoken of. Well, horns are honking because that's what we do here. Um, I already bet on the Panthers. I like it. Yeah, I like the Panthers too. This is one of the only ones that kind of popped out to me when I was looking through the games. The the Giants are just not a good team. Granted, we'll see what weapons they have on offense because they do actually have a lot of weapons. I don't actually care because the Panthers just added Stephon Gilmore. Is he playing this week? Yep. That is that is very big. So they've got Stephon Gilmore. They've got Dante Jackson, who can't cover but can run, which is perfect for Kadarius Tony, assuming he even plays. And the Panthers are going to get weird pressures with that strange amalgamation of a front seven that they have. That's how you make Daniel Jones drop football. I like this. I might even go a second unit on it, depending on how things shake out. Yeah, I'm... Uh... I'm a fan of it too. Actually, I just bet on it as well. I did one unit to start. I was thinking they'll they'll probably end up in a in a parlay for me, and so I'll get to two units on them. I agree with you. the The Giants are just not a good team. They're really beat up right now. They're struggling. I don't think they have much faith in their coach. The Panthers are also at a low point right now because every they went they won three straight, and everybody's like, "Is Sam Darnold actually good?" And then they lost three straight, and everybody's like, "Actually, he sucked dicks." And then week seven is going to be. Imagine this. There's a fucking middle ground. Um, this is the middle yeah, ground. I do worry a little bit that Sam Darnold's going to Sam Darnold in this game. Sam Darnold can Sam Darnold and be not good, and he still will be pretty close to the better court. Like, Daniel Jones is better. Not a lot better. Sam Darnold, Sam Darnold's, it's close. And the much better defense goes to Carolina. Yeah, and the much better coaching. Point. And the much better coaching goes to Carolina. Because I got Joe Brady versus Jason Garrett. I know who I'm taking. And then I got Matt Rule versus Joe Judge. I know who I'm taking. One of these teams is going for it on every fourth and short, and they're going to have a creative offense designed. The other one is going to punt because it's fun and throw three yards short of the stick. The more I talk about it, the more I want to bet a second. But I'll leave it at that for now. All right. Anything else you want to say about this game? I feel like we uh, were in agreement that this is a good bet. Even if Sam Darnold goes and has a bunch of turnovers, Daniel Jones probably is as well. And Carolina has a much better defense. They equal out on playmakers because they're both stacked. Mm, and we get way, much better coaching in Carolina. Remember at the beginning of the year when I said Andrew Thomas is still good, even if he looks kind of bad every once in a while? He's been great. He's been great. And now he's hurt. So the Giants are back to not having a left tackle. That's really what you want to hear when you're going up against Brian Burns and Hassan Reddick. Hassan, yeah, Hassan Reddick, who is arguably the most efficient pass rusher in the NFL over the last two years, arguably. He's being used very well. Well, he never should have fucking come off the edge, just like Micah Parsons. Both of those guys are defensive ends. I don't care if they're skinny. Definitely. All right. Well, next we have the Cincinnati Bengals going to play the Baltimore Ravens. The Ravens are minus six and a half. This game is tough for me. I think there's some value on the Bengals, but hear me out. I, I, I think there's value on the Bengals money line. Because I think that one of two things is going to happen. Either the Ravens are just going to roll over the Bengals because the Bengals are overrated and not very good. Or the Bengals are going to catch the Ravens snapping because the Ravens are overrated and not very good. Um, the Ravens are good, but they're not awesome. And like I've seen smart people talking about them as Super Bowl contenders today, which just really hurt my heart, made me count my money. 
I don't yeah, see any particular I'm, matchup advantage for what it's worth. Yeah, I think the, the Bengals have an advantage here in that they have three good receivers and the Ravens are down to Marlon Humphrey and a bunch of nothing as far as their corners go. So I think the Bengals should be able to scheme up and take advantage of a lot of matchup advantages, but I don't know if that will be enough to overcome what I assume will be a under pressure and scared Joe Burrow. And he, you know, he's had some really high points this year. He's had some low points. I think the Ravens are a defense that, you know, is well suited to bring pressure on him and confuse him a little bit because they do that to a lot of people. And the Bengals O-line, while better than we thought it would be, still isn't great. Now, the the offensive scheme helps him out getting rid of the ball quickly. We should be able to, you know, mitigate some of that. The Bengals defense is playing much better than kind of anyone expected them to. Now, the Ravens are, you know, they're they're kind of cruising right now. Lamar didn't actually have that great of a game passing, but he's still... I graded him as a D in that game, including his running. Okay. Yeah. He, you know, he, he kind of struggled, but he played within their system and he didn't have to play well because it was kind of out of reach so quickly that it wasn't a great gauge. They're still just so explosive that they can, you know, kind of rip your doors off. But I feel like if you withstand a little bit with them, you don't give up a score on their first or second drive, then you can really put them play behind maybe a little bit and just break them break down their morale because they're a team that is huge on momentum this is why you know when they get behind a little bit it's tough for them I mean they had the big comeback against Indy but Indy's just terrible and you know in big games they've always you know struggled as soon as they get down but as soon as they start comebacks, we saw it against the Browns last year, and their big games where they have won, it's because they start ripping off a bunch of unanswered points or you know, they, they start really hot. So if you can stop them from doing that, I think that's your recipe. But I don't know if the Bengals are going to be able to do that. They're, they've been overperforming, and they've got some decent athletes to run around and kind of play containment with Lamar. They have good edges that are smart that can try and you know keep him inside and make him throw. The issue is that He's been throwing pretty well, at least, you know, in in their short game. And they're doing a lot of the same stuff the Bengals are, where it's just a ton of quick get the ball out under 10 yard routes and then occasionally taking deep shots. So I think, yeah, the Ravens win this game, but I could see it being close because I think the the Bengals will be able to take advantage of the the weaker secondary that Baltimore has right now. So I think six and a half is a pretty good number to look at the Bengals. I don't love it just because I think the Ravens are a better team and the Bengals to this point have been overperforming for their talent. So I think they're going to fall off. Granted, I thought that was going to happen against Green Bay. So maybe they are actually just better, but I don't feel super comfy about it yet to better. That that happened against Green Bay. Everything just went wrong for us. The Packers missed four kicks. The Bengals got a 70-yard touchdown on a busted coverage and an underthrow. Like everything went wrong, and we. The thing that I'll say about the the bomb throw is that they seem like they have one every week, though. They do, they do. So it it might just be a part of their offense that that's a thing that they're gonna get because Jamar Chase and Joe Burrow, you know, it's once a game really, but they're connecting on it and they're getting a lot of 50, 60-yard touchdowns. So I don't know if we can chalk that up to a fluke. Uh, the kicking, though, yeah, that's Mason Crosby had just a terrible, terrible day. 
He, he but they still look better than I thought they would. He makes one or two of those kicks, and Green Bay covers, and we look like geniuses, and we never talk about Cincinnati coming on strong. Okay, so then wouldn't that mean you would want to go on Baltimore, or is this just because you still think Baltimore is so overrated that it doesn't matter? I think Baltimore is overrated, and therefore it doesn't matter. But I don't fucking get Baltimore this year less than ever, so I'm just going to pass. Like, I don't want to touch that. Yeah, any any game with them right now, because it also seems like every single break is going their way, at least in crucial moments. And this might just be me as a damaged Browns fan, but it seems like that happens a lot. And especially with Lamar, like they they just convert in a lot of crazy moments, whether it's the offense or the defense. It's just been a trend. Yeah. In this year, especially, they're really rolling. I mean, they keep winning all these crazy close games. Literally every game has been lucky. And stats say that should regress right away. So, yeah, I agree. I think both teams are overrated. I think there's value on the Bengals, but I, I could also see the Ravens pumping them and winning by 21 points. Yeah, I'm not touching it, and I don't suggest touching it. All right. With that said, we can go to the next game. The Kansas City Chiefs are going to play the Tennessee Titans. The Titans are plus five and a half. The over in this game is 57, and Mike Rabel, once again, completely gets to decide if it hits because the Chiefs can't stop a nosebleed, and the Titans can't stop a nosebleed. It just it, it totally depends on how often Vrabel lets Tannehill throw because when he does, the Titans look unstoppable. I still maintain that for the last three or four years, they've had a top five roster in the league. Easy. Every single year. It's just a matter of will Mike Vrabel allow them to win a game or will he purposefully forfeit? And even though they beat the Bills and they shouldn't have, like everybody thought the Bills were the better team. Bills outperformed them. Mike Vrabel tried to forfeit. He kicked a field goal to go up one. Three points when he should have gone for it. He should have kept throwing. He should have stayed aggressive. But there's nothing Mike Vrabel loves more than surrender. Yeah, I mean, and it worked for him because yeah, then the Bills had to get bad. a touchdown or tried to get a touchdown. In fact, the Bills, the the Bills game is actually the worst possible thing that ever could have happened to Mike Vrabel from a pedagogical standpoint because he handed the ball off to his running back with food poisoning way too often. And it turned into explosive touchdown runs and domination of the clock. He surrendered by kicking when he should have gone for it and punting a little bit too much. And he was rewarded by aggression, basically costing the Bills the game. So we're going to see the most conservative version of Mike Rabel that could ever be concocted in a lab of pussies this week. Do you think he actually would learn? Like, even if this had gone poorly in the Bills scored. Do you think it would matter? Because I feel like he's so set in it that the Bills could have scored and he would have been like, ah, we almost had him on that fourth, though. Yeah, I think you're right. But I think there's like a 5% chance that his dumbass learns if they lose and a negative 100% chance that he learns if they win. And they won. Yeah. They, not only did they win, they won because of his bullshit. Like, he caught that one tiny little fucking molecule of variance that would have been positive enough for him to win. And he fucking wrote it, and he's going to think it's there. It's like when Kevin Stefanski gets a successful run play, and then the next three plays in a row are consistently halfback dive every single time, but turned up to 11. It's tough. It's tough. And punting on fourth and short. So there's probably juice in this game. Like, there's probably an edge somewhere. I like both of these teams. It'll be an exciting game, but I'm not touching it. Yeah, I'm not I'm not betting on this either. One, don't bet on the Titans. Two, both these teams are super volatile right now. It should – I'm super excited to watch this game. Yeah, um, no, since I don't have the Browns going, I, that'll probably be my main TV for the early slate. But, yeah, I'm not going to bet on it. They, I – there are too many possible outcomes that I think are really likely or very possible. 
So I'm just going to pass on it. Then we can jump on to our next game. The New York Jets going to play the New England Patriots. The Patriots are minus seven. Why shouldn't I bet on the Jets? Uh, because Zach Wilson threw how many picks? Four against the Patriots last time they played? He threw two picks, but four balls got picked off. Fair enough. Still not, not great. Coming off a bye, which can help. Hey, man, the Patriots just played step for step with the uh, the Cowboys. Yeah, they played step for step because Dak Prescott threw a pick in the end zone, fumbled on the goal line, got stuffed on third and fourth and one on the first drive of the game or second drive of the game, one of the two. Uh, Trevon Diggs stopped playing in the middle of a play and the safety tried to target the fucking ankles of the wide receiver rather than picking off a floater of an underthrow. That game was not close. And... The Jets are looking better lately. They are, and their run defense has actually been really good, which normally doesn't matter. But against the Patriots, it matters. And their 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 wide receivers are getting healthy. They have Mims back. I Denzel Mims is fucking good. Oh, I love Denzel Mims, but I don't know if he really like changes the the outcome of this game. No, but Not no yet, wide receiver does. Like very few wide receivers like change a game if they're out. But having Mims helps. Zach Wilson will probably Zach Wilson will probably throw a pick, but he's not going to get picked off twice more than he deserves to again. And the only reason that the Patriots would have covered that, like the Patriots would not have beaten the Jets by seven points when they played Week Two, if Zach Wilson had simply gotten picked off when he deserved to be and never otherwise. Yeah, I mean I, the Jets are playing better. They're coming off the bye, but when is the Patriots? Have- when is the Patriots stock going to be higher? Everybody thinks that. Two weeks ago, they stopped Tom Brady, and that last week they hung with the Cowboys when Tom Brady just got victimized by a fuck ton of drops and bad weather, and the Cowboys just got really unlucky with a missed field goal and two touchdowns that were not. I agree with you that their stock is very high right now. The issue is we're betting on the Jets in this situation. They also play the Chargers next week. Who does? Sorry, the Patriots do. Okay, so if we lose our money on this, then we triple down on the fucking charger. I feel like that's a dangerous way of betting. But honestly, I mean, seven's a big number for a bad team. And you're right. We're getting analytical here. Uh, It's unlikely that he throws four picks again. Especially because he didn't deserve to throw four picks in the first game. If anything, he gets a couple drop picks his favor in this game. Because J.C. Jackson Mm -hmm. can't catch for dick. J.C. Jackson dropped the Dak pick that totally would have ended. I'm not ready to bet on it. I know you want to. I'm going to bet on it. You can can make money with me, or you can watch me make money. But I'm betting on it. I probably will end up, but I want to see how much I don't like the rest of the games before I commit to it. Before I I bet on the Jets, man. I don't want to bet on the Jets. They're terrible. You might have to. Yeah, we got, might have to. we got one more early game. All right. That last early game is the Washington football team going to play the Green Bay Packers. The Packers are minus eight. So I want to bet on the Packers, but I don't want to lay eight. That's fucking huge. Yep. Same boat. Want to bet on the Packers. Eight is, I'm not, it's not a bettable number for me. Like, I just can't do eight. I just can't. This might be a, uh, a buy down and tie it with something else situation. Already did it. I got them, the Rams, and the Buccaneers all teased down to three, parlayed together, even odds. Even all over these uh, these Bucks Rams plus another team teasers these last few weeks, they've turned out well. They always do. Uh, yeah, I mean, Green Bay is clearly the better team here. They're at home. Their offense is getting healthier. Washington is bad. 
Their defense is really bad. They haven't been able to stop anyone. And while Taylor Heineke can have some exciting moments, he is still just so prone to crushing mistakes. And their team is not good enough to overcome it and get some exciting plays out of Washington. But they're not a they're not a good team. You know why else I don't want to bet on this spread? Green Bay plays against Arizona next week on Thursday night football. Let's just move on to the next game. Oh wait. Yeah, they that might be a look ahead game for sure. Granted, they're wearing the the throwback unis, so might be might be a little hyped up for it. But we Lippity can goddamn. On. So we got two teams with no fucking logos on their motherfucking helmets. The NFL yeah. is a goddamn joke. Fucking bring hey, we're back just focusing the on the football, Joe. Okay. It's the purity of the sport. Okay. Well, speaking of purity of the sport, uh, let's take a quick commercial break before we break down the late slate. Moving on to the late slate, we have the Detroit Lions going to play the Los Angeles Rams. The Rams are minus 15. We're not going to talk about this, are we? Are we really going to talk about this? Nope. Uh, I know you already have them in, I'm assuming, multiple parlays, but at least one. I'll be doing the same thing. There'll be a leg and stuff for me. I'll probably end up getting like two or three units down on the Rams to win or, you know, at a small, small spread line. But yeah, we don't need to talk this. All right. And the next game is the Philadelphia Eagles going to play the Las Vegas Raiders. The Raiders are minus three. I want to bet on the Raiders. I do too. They're way better, but their coaches. Well, you know what? The Eagles coach isn't exactly a fucking killer either. Yeah, I will say that teams, we we talked about the possibility the Raiders were either going to come out really hot because they all actually hated Gruden Seems or the they were going to, you know, have have a loss because he was their play caller and they hadn't had time to hate him yet. Well, apparently they hated Gruden yeah. because they, they just whacked the Broncos who aren't, you know, like a good team, but they're they're a legitimate NFL team. So they, they seem like they had the, the big up. I worry that they're now going to have a bit of the crash where they're going to feel the play call difference. You know, like now it, it sets in that they have a special teams coach as their head coach and, you know, Gruden's not there to play call and prep for every team. So I worry about that, but they are so much more talented. And, and the we Eagles, have no bets. Yeah, but I don't want to bet because we don't want to bet on games. You know what I mean? We'll, we'll come back to this game if you don't have a feeling yet but we're going to have to come back to this game yeah. because the other two late slate games are not worth talking about. You're right, but we'll get them all together and then we can break down our close ones. We we have an established system here that has led to some decent success so far. Yeah. So we'll go on to the next late game. We have the Chicago Bears going to play the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. The Bucs are minus 12 and a half. Tease it down, get under yep. three. You can just copy and paste what we said about the Rams and do the same thing. And with the final game of the late slate, or I guess mid slate, is the Houston Texans going to play the Arizona Cardinals? The Cardinals are minus 17 and a half. If I had any balls at all, I'd be betting on the Texans plus 17 and a half, but I don't know if I do. I don't think you should. I'm going to do it. <laughs> I'm, I'm glad I can be a steadying force for you and you come to me for earnest advice. Okay, the Browns played like fucking utter shit and every single possible thing went wrong for them and every single thing went right for the Cardinals. And I'm pretty sure the Browns still covered the 17 and a half point spread. Yeah, but the Texans are just you know, on such a lower. Every other game, Davis Mills looks good, which also means that every other game, Davis Mills looks really, really bad. But we're just going to, we're going to zig and zag. Yeah, I mean, you're you're definitely getting the value because 17 and a half is a humongous number and the Cardinals might pack up 
to start the fourth quarter because they're up by 27 points. And then the Texans go and score 17 because the Cardinals don't care. I don't know if I'm confident enough on that happening. You know, granted, I don't think it'll be a 27-point difference, but it could be because you know the, the Cardinals are very fast, big play. You know, there there are a lot of screens, but they get a lot of big plays. The Cardinals also really like to play down to the level of their competition. In some part, because the things that Kyler Murray does are guaranteed to get Kyler Murray hurt. So they're not going to be running him at all in this game. They're not going to want him to be throwing downfield too much. They're going to get the ball in the hands of their wide receivers and just try to score points the easy way. I actually like this Texans bet now. It is a huge number. Like, it, it you you have a lot of leeway with it. And, and what is every single person in the market going to be saying? Oh, well, it's a huge spread, but it's fair because LOL Texans. No. I mean, to a certain extent, it is very bad. But I see what you're saying. I mean, I think, yeah, you can get some value. Also, the, the Jaguars just won a fucking game. So the Texans' stock sinks just by, like, reverse osmosis. Meanwhile, the Cardinals are undefeated, which is a complete fucking fluke. And people are talking about Kyler Murray with his five turnover-worthy plays last week as an MVP candidate. The delusion is all on Arizona. People are looking for Arizona to be the next big thing when the next big thing is actually the Rams. I am betting on the Texans, and I think they'll keep it pretty close. I'm not ready to bet on it with you, but you've uh, you, you've planted some seeds. I'm doing it right fucking now. I'm going to make this bet right fucking now. You watch me. Shopping it at a different book real quick just to see if I can make the best line. Oh, yeah. Always got to search for value across your books. See, I, know, I just got, the best return. I just got more value. Exactly. You might get a better number. You got, might get better odds, but it's always worth it. Fuck yes. Okay, I got a thousand down. Texans plus one plus seventeen point five. Very nice. And now yeah, we look. can go on to the Sunday night game. The Indianapolis Colts going to play the San Francisco 49ers. The 49ers are minus four. Uh I actually already bet on this game. I like Indy. I actually do too. I think Carson Wentz has been playing relatively well. And that uh, quick, easy pass offense is well-designed to handle the 49ers defense because they're relying on their pressure to force mistakes. And while Wentz is prone to mistakes, the system should protect him a lot and he should be able to just get the ball out quick. And he is moving well, so he'll buy himself some time. And the 49ers and I just have, have no, no faith secondary. in the... Yeah, exactly. So the, the, the Colts should be able to get it out and complete a lot of those passes. And then you go to the 49ers of, I just don't trust their offense at all. I mean, Debo Samuel has been great this year, but that's kind of it. I mean, Kittle's out They're you know, the running backs are still a, a weird stable. Galapagos looks like he's going to play. If not, I don't know who's playing because I don't think Trey Lance is healthy or he's dealing with a knee issue. So you don't know who the quarterback is either way. I don't think it matters that much because their offense they're just, they're a little beat up and they're not that good to begin with. Now, Indy's defense doesn't inspire much confidence, but I think they'll be able to hang with them okay. And I mean, honestly, the the Ravens are a kind of a similar offense, obviously less running from the quarterback, but a lot of their pass plays are similar and their run concepts are similar. And Indy did largely control the Ravens for that game. They had their breakdown. So yeah, Indy might be a a, a good play here, especially catching the four. I put a unit on Indy plus four and a half unit on Indy money line. I love it. Yeah, it should be a fun game. I'm just also generally really interested to see how that goes. And this is one where I'm actually kind of happy that it's a Sunday night game, despite it not being that cool of a game, just because I'm interested by it, but I wouldn't have it on. Like if this was on in the one o'clock slate, 
I probably wouldn't watch very much of it, but since it's on Sunday night, I'll get to watch it. And I'm, I'm curious to see how Wentz does and just in general, what the 49ers look like, because they haven't been great. I feel exactly the same, but we can go on to the Monday night game, which I believe we get the Manning cast back this week, which thank goodness. It's a, it's just such a fun take. I know they're, they're super choppy and the interviews aren't great with mixing in the football, but it's just a lot more fun. And I don't think the Monday night crew's that great. Anyway, either way, this Monday night, we have the New Orleans Saints going to play the Seattle Seahawks. The Seahawks are plus four and a half. This line's coming down. I think this line is going to come down to four. Uh, it was five and a half this morning. So this line's coming towards us. I'm torn here because I love the Saints. The Seahawks are bad. Saints are coming off a bye. I think if Sean Payton's ever going to figure it out, I think this is it. But, man, betting on the Saints is always scary. Yeah, I'm yeah, betting on it, the Saints. I, I think I'm going to bet on the Saints as well just because they're coming off a bye. And I think they do well when they have time to prepare just because Payton can really scheme stuff up and get things going. And they can just prepare Jameis. I, I think he you know he's fine at figuring it out. He just really needs to get it hammered in. So this extra time will help him out. Obviously, the extra rest, and they're getting some guys back, I think, on offense. So they got a couple extra weapons. And, yeah, Seattle, they're just not very good. Their defense is beat up. They don't have corners. Obviously, you got Geno. You're relying on Geno, who was kind of the perfect this is what he is in the Steeler game, where he was largely decent but had some crushing stuff late. You're just like, yep, that's why he's a backup. And the Saints defense is good. They're going to be able to – mess with him and probably get him to fall into some turnovers. I hope the number gets to four. I'll feel better about it if it gets to four, but I like the saints. They're, I think they're a, a better team coming off of a buy and you have the Seahawks that are kind of stumbling and whether Russ is as good as people think he is, is one question, but the team definitely thinks he's as good as people think he is. So they are the mental difference for them, I think, plays in of, wow, okay, we got Gino in here instead of Russ, who can make magic happen any, at any time. You know what? I just realized this is a uniquely good matchup for the Saints. Why is that? This, Russ or no Russ, the Seahawks game plan is based around running the ball. They're not going to be able to do that against the Saints, who, by the way, I'm fairly certain that they add back David on Yamada. That would be big for them. Well, the thing is, their defensive line has already been fucking great without him. So God forbid they add him. I don't even know if they need him. One way or another. So they might they may get on Yamada back, they may not. The other thing is when the Seahawks can't run the ball, they're just not built to sustain long drives. And the Saints have a really good coverage free safety. They have good and fast cornerbacks. I really really like the way that the Saints def defense matches up against the Seahawks. And then all offenses match up well against the Seahawks defense, especially when Jamal Adams is being targeted. So yeah, I like this game. I will also be betting on this game in a bar, but yeah, I think this one we just have to wait on to see if the number moves. Yeah. Wait but... until it goes down to four, because even if it goes back up to five, the difference between five and four and a half is nothing what you probably get for if you wait so yeah so wait a little bit on that but yeah it's definitely gonna end up in my bets as well you know they're the saints are always uh, a risk to lay a stinker but i think when they have the the setup for them which is the bye week and a decent matchup talent wise they should have some success and i like them in this game this is the turning point wow somebody's really upset out there new york's incredible 
Hey, city that never sleeps, right? Ha 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 ha. You're really lucky that there's you're really lucky there's no wildlife in New York because this would be the part where the crickets chirp. All right. So we've got three picks. We've got Carolina, Indian, New Orleans, and then we've got three maybes, Atlanta, Oakland, and Houston. So we just have to pick which one we don't like of those maybe. Give in to your feelings and put Houston in the fucking bets. Putting Houston in the bet would purely be a number play of 17 and a half is just a humongous number. And a perception play because people think that the Arizona Cardinals shit golden raindrop fucking candies. Yeah, I just don't think that matters that much. But well, it goes into the lines sense. being made. They, people think this is the best team versus the worst team. And in reality, it's a good team versus nearly the worst team. What are what are the other two maybes? Oakland or Vegas? Fucking Vegas. Uh, yeah, Vegas hosting the Eagles. Raiders minus three. And then the third maybe. Oh, fuck. Was... What are we doing? We got to put fucking Raiders minus three against the Eagles? Come on. The yeah, Eagles. we can do that. The... <laughs> The Eagles. Yeah, you're right. Um, the Ra- the Raiders are much better. I j- I worry about the fall off from not having the coach. But you're right. If we're if we're going purely talent, who should win this game? The Raiders are better. And then we don't have to bet on Atlanta. So we're gonna are we gonna bet on the Texans? Yeah, that's already been decided. Was were the Jets a maybe? Was that one we could throw in? Oh, are you interested in the Jets now? You know, actually, I hate to say this, but I think I, I like the Texans bet more than the Jets bet. I do, too. All right, yeah, let's do Vegas and Houston. I'm going to hate that game. I'm not going to watch it whatsoever. No, don't watch it. Don't, do not watch the Houston game. Just look at the score and be like, huh, look at that. I'm just going to be praying for backdoor covers. Do we put two units on Carolina or not? I feel like that's a smart thing since we're playing with two maybes. And we don't want to weight our maybes the same as the bet that we actually like. So I would say we do two units on Carolina since we actually like that one. I agree. So two units on Carolina over the Giants minus three, one unit on everything else. Our picks will be Carolina, Oakland, Houston, Indy, New Orleans. And then low key on the secret, I like the Jets and the Browns. And I may, I've been thinking about, I may bet on the fucking Chiefs. You're, you're getting trigger happy in a week that we don't really like that much. But, I mean, you, you've you been doing better than I have, so I can't really talk. I said maybe to all of these. I'll, I'll let people know before the games start because I'll actually have my fucking shit together this week. But just know, actually, I might not because I'm driving down to Boston to get a bunch of my shit out of storage. So we'll fucking see. You, you are just all over the place, man. Have you been filming a vlog? I want to see this on Instagram. No, that's this not me. trip from LA to Arizona to Apa-pa. San Francisco. LA to middle of California to San Francisco to Arizona to Chicago to bumfuck northern Wisconsin back to Chicago to New York to Boston back to New York. Two weeks. So uh, that's a lot of miles. Lewis and Clark would be proud. Sacagawea would be proud. I think everyone from the that party would be proud. Maybe there'd be like a couple bitter people. But I think everyone would be pretty excited about it. Clark's a jealous dick. All right. I don't think we have anything else to say. Uh, I don't want to get into the Chiefs versus Titans game anymore just yet. We might touch on that later. We'll see. Yeah, I, I think this is all that can be said at this point. This week, it's not great, but no. there are a few games that we like. I think this is another one that you can do a lot of a lot of parlay teasers with. Yes. You know, you use those anchors in the Rams and Tampa. And then you use that to tease some of these other closer games down. 
get a better number, but should be able to find some value if you look for it and work on it. And there's some decent picks in here. All right. With that, I think we've done the thing. And all I can ask of you is to please bet on football games. And if you follow us, you're up pretty good. If you don't follow us, fuck you. You get what you deserve, you broke-ass bitch. That, all that being said, hasta.